Well, it's always a pleasure to minister the Word of God um, to you, the congregation, the members. Um, as you know, Pastor Joe is away in um, Nigeria. And uh, what's that? <laughs> They're making fun of me out here. Um, he's away in Nigeria with Pastor Justice. And they're um, at the church and doing some training with some of the leaders in Nigeria. Um, Pastor Steve is in Medway. Um, he's ministering a series there. So he's there for the, I think he's here this week and next week. And he should be back with us after that. Um, Pastor Aisha is at home um, with Joel. She's um, having church at home with her children today. Um, he had a bit of an accident. Um, but he's fine and he's well and we just um, continue to pray for them at home. Um, and then Jake is moving house. He's moving into his new house. Amen. God is good, eh? So he's not here with us today. Um, but I'm here. The ministerial team are here. You're here. So we're having church right here. Amen? Amen. All right. What I'd like us to do um, this morning, I want us to turn to each other. We've had... Um, a series of vision casting over the last few weeks. And I want us just to talk to each other just for a minute about what that has meant to us. Has it been encouraging? Has it worked? Was there any point? Has it inspired you? Okay, I just want you to turn to the person next to you, all right? Um, it doesn't matter if it's threes or twos. And just have a bit of a conversation about the last few weeks. And most importantly, I want you to ask... Or I want you to share whether it spurred you to do something about what we're doing. Is that all right? Is that okay? So just a few minutes, turn and um, have a, yeah, yeah, come over here and chat. chat over here. If you're on your own, just turn. If you're a visitor, okay, ask the person, hold on one second. If you're a visitor with us, welcome. Okay, God bless you. Um, ask the person who um, is sharing with you, or if you're both visitors, find someone who's kind of, looks like they're embedded in the church, like they have that seat every week, okay? And ask them, so what's been going on for the last month or so, all right? Go on, off you go. I'm timing you, one minute. Okay, got about 30 seconds left. Make sure you're listening, you know. Don't be talking about what you're having for dinner tonight or what you're doing after or the football yesterday. Talk about what we've been doing for the last month, okay? You never know, I might come to you and ask you. Yeah. I'll be asking Laura and Jack. They're laughing too much. Okay. All right. Some people are still talking. Some people are still. All right. So, just by a show of hands, all right, initially, how many people have shared or have heard 
that the last month has been a useful month of teaching. Wow, no one. Okay, one, two, okay. Don't be shy, don't be shy. Hands straight up, straight up. Okay, hands down. How many people are not sure about what's been going on for the last month? Hands up. One person, okay. Why is that, you weren't here? No, you still not caught it. Okay, no worries, no worries, that's good. Okay, is there anybody that would share whether or not it's caused them to pursue what we're pursuing this year in terms of discipleship? Has it spurred them to do anything significant over the last few weeks? Anybody? One person? Two person? Andrew. Oh, Andrew's hand. It was going sideways, but I think he meant to put it up. I'm just going over here. So... Stand up, stand up. I'm going to expose him. You know when people are pointing at other people? I always used to get that in class. People pointing at me. So I'm going to... (laughs) So over the last month, okay, just briefly, don't go into any CLTI. Don't embarrass me because I'm preaching, all right? Um, What has been the emphasis and what has it spurred you to do? Um, For me, what I've encapsulated for the last couple of months is servanthood. And as a leader... um, I think last year I wasn't, I was very self and looking at what I could do. However, as Pastor Joe's preached, it's made me look at how I can serve the people that I'm ministering to. So it's more so aligned me more with the Holy Spirit to ask him, you know, what does he want to say to his people? So I've kind of focused on vision, I'm going to focus on vision casting for the rest of the year. But, you know, as I look through the Bible and take certain parables, I'm relating it to vision casting. All right, thank you very much. Let's give him a round of applause. Okay, he said he's focusing on vision casting. I didn't quite get that bit, but we'll come back to that, all right? Because it's an important point. It's not too embarrassing, don't worry. Is there anybody else who wants to just, just a little bit? It's nothing, I'm not going to embarrass you or anything. One more, ah, Shaz, thank you. Thank God for your life, I know you. Hi, um, with the focus, oh, thank you. Um, With focusing on servanthood, um, one of the things that I've, the teaching, one of the ways that the teachings impacted me is that um, whereby in a certain situation I may have previously responded in a way that I was used to responding, just hearing the teachings and just realizing that it's about servanthood, I've actually held back from responding initially. And um, even though it's been painstaking, it's actually, um, when I've held back, I've actually seen God move even more. So um, just, yeah, so it's about him more. So, yeah, thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very much. So servanthood seems to be the theme for some of us as leaders. Um, Anybody else? One last chance. Anybody? No, all right. I'll move on. Okay. So our vision for the year is a year of pursuing vision through discipleship. And Pastor Joe has spoken... In, in very many different terms. So he's, he's looked at what discipleship is. He's looked at um, discipleship through leadership. And he's looked at discipleship through servanthood. And some of the aspects of how we're going to be doing that is through things like cell ministry, in things like building relationship and family as a church. And also, as usual, kind of evangelism and going out into the world. Okay, So, so these are some of the aspects that the guys have touched on. Um, in terms of how we're going to pursue vision through discipleship this year. Now, one of the important things that was said 
um, what Andrew said is that it was a time of vision casting. Okay, now vision casting is about people catching an idea or a thought in terms of and, and being able to move that forward. Okay, now for all of us, we have a mission. What's that mission? Can anybody tell me what is our mission as Christians? What's that? Come on, be confident. You're saying the right thing. Win souls. Anybody else? Make disciples. Yeah, absolutely. So the mission that we have as Christians is to win souls, is to make disciples. Now, the thing about vision is that it's different from the mission. Now, if you've been following Pastor Joe, he's explained it. But what I thought I'll do today is, is look at two types of things, okay? One, kind of solidify and talk a little bit about what Joe, Pastor Joseph has been talking about from my perspective, but also talk about how do we do that in our everyday? How do we take that vision? How do we encompass the mission and see it done in our day-to-day, okay? And um, one of the aspects of that for me is being ready and available. Um, but the Lord spoke to me yesterday and just talked to me about being pruned, okay? We need to prune ourselves. Well, we don't prune ourselves. God prunes us in order to be ready for the fruit or the harvest that God um, will allow us um, to, to disciple or to share with, okay? Now, <clears throat> how do we translate the mission to vision and what does that look like in our day-to-day? So, simply put, the vision has to be more than a religious drive. Now, everybody kind of knows that as Christians, we're meant to make disciples. It's, it's pretty clear in the word. It's pretty clear and standard. But very often, we confuse mission and vision with the same thing. Now, being more than a religious drive um, and being more than just hearing and being inspired by the words on Sundays or even just having a good discussion in our cell context is very important if we, need to, if we want to understand the vision that God has given us. Now, Paul in Philippians highlights his journey in terms of mission and vision. Now, if you remember, Paul was Saul before he got converted. And one of the things that he did, or one of the things that he proclaims is that he was a, he was a Jew of Jews. In Philippians 3, if you read it, it talks about himself being a Jew of Jews, being circumcised, you know, kind of knowing the law and being the law. But his aspect, and what, if you read carefully, he talks about, is that whole aspect of being religious in his actions. That everything he did when he was persecuting the church as Saul was a religious act. He thought he was being pure. He thought his intentions were good. But none of it was out of relationship. And what you discover is once he became, or once he aligned himself with Christ and came into relationship, his mission became vision. It transformed because his mind was renewed. You know when we talk about being transformed by the renewing of his, your mind? Christ transformed him from Saul to Paul. And in that transition, his mission then became his vision. Paul 
Paul highlighted that before he truly knew Christ, his works were flesh. And that caused death in every literal sense of the word. If you didn't follow what he did, he would literally put you to death. Now, he was there when, the, when Stephen was stoned. Not out of a context of truly believing and knowing or having insight to what his religion was, but out of seeing the law executed to the letter, not deviating, not understanding the aspects of the law. No matter how noble or strong or justified he felt by the law of God, he just did. He just saw something and said, I'm going to do that because the law says. It wasn't out of relationship. Mission is making disciples that's mandated and clear in the role and for the role of everybody. We all know that. But vision is how this is done through the various giftings that we are given to us. The revelation of God's words defines our visions. We can hear the mission but need to enact it through vision. James chapter 1 verse 23 to 25 says this, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of a man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. So our vision shouldn't simply just be hearing what God is saying. It shouldn't be just being able to spout out or spout off our tongue or allowing it to roll off our tongues that we need to make disciples. What does that mean? How do we see that come to fruition? Our vision should absolutely dictate what we do and how we do it. It should define who we are as individuals, as we work, as we play, as we share, when we were our friends, whether they're Christian or not. It should define who we are. They should see it in us. And it should lead us. It should lead us to a place where we are impacting, where we are on top of our game. Not for gain in terms of finance or, or, or friends, but in terms of seeing God's kingdom come into fruition on the earth. When I was trying to, yesterday was a, was a struggle, trying to put off or hear or, or see what God wanted to, to share through me. And one of the things I kept getting was this essence of pruning. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump a bit. I'm going to miss a bit out because I feel it's important. You know, the essence of pruning is to, is to do specific things. It's to enable growth. It's, an, it's to enable fruit to flourish even more. And it enables the, 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 um, the plant to, be, to become stronger and the fruit to become sweeter and the flowers to become brighter. 
there's three essences really of pruning. Let me just jump to, to this part here. So the reasons to prune are these, to cut away the dead wood or remove the dead parts of the tree. It enables the plant to be shaped by controlling its direction and growth. It improves or maintains the health of the plant and reduces risk from falling branches. But also it helps to prepare. So, you know, when you prune a tree, you can take clippings. And from those clippings, you can create another tree. Now, I was asking the Lord, what's the point of talking about pruning? When I, when I think about pruning, you know, very often I think about discipline. We always think about discipline, you know, oh, the Lord is pruning me. You know, he's pruning me because I'm not quite right, I'm not quite there. But, you know, pruning doesn't always come out of a place of discipline or a place of, of, of deadness. Sometimes a gardener prunes because he wants something specific. And I believe that God has taken us through this season of vision casting for a purpose. Now, this season that we've gone through, these last few weeks that Joe has vision casted, I think have been different from before. Now, Joseph usually, Pastor Joe usually um, vision casts at the beginning of the year, but I think there's been something quite significant about this year's word and this year's encouragement. And I think it's about God pruning us as a church, God seeing us grow as a church not just in numbers, but in terms of our spiritual growth, in terms of our fruit. Now, one of the essence of pruning is this. When you prune a tree or a plant, it doesn't always fruit. The flowers might blossom more. Or sometimes the gardener will cut the bud before the fruit produces again. And what's the point of that? The point of that is to produce more flowers and produce those flowers in, in terms of them being more glorified. When you prune a rose tree, what happens in the next year is more flowers come onto that, into that rose bush. And not only do they come again, but they come larger, they become brighter. And I believe that the Lord is, is doing this for us as a church that actually is cutting us back to a place where we ourselves begin to shine. Remember, Christ is the vine and we are the branches. We are not the tree. We are not the vine itself. We are the branches. Now, the essence and the importance of pruning is that the, the branch is always connected to the tree because once that branch is cut off from the tree, what happens? The branch dies. There's a scripture says that the, the gardener will collect those branches. He'll collect those, those pieces of dead wood and he'll chuck them into the fire. However, you can cut a branch right back, right close to the vine. But that branch will not die. It will grow and it will produce fruit and flower again. And I believe God has taken us through a season 
this season where we're producing and where we're understanding and where we're focusing on what it means to produce fruit, what it means to produce flowers. Now, the, the essence of that, again, is this. A fruit doesn't come simply by the, blood, the, the bud. It has to flower first. It has to be at a place where it's able to produce fruit. And I believe God wants you to be in a place where you're able to produce fruit. Not just one, not just two. But he's going to prune us to a place that when we do bud, we'll be so bright and so colorful that the fruit that is produced will be sweet and succulent. The other thing about seeds and and fruit is this, that everything we have in the seed enables a new tree or a new branch or a new vine to be produced. So everything packed into that little seed that grows when we become born again, it has everything we need to produce fruit. It's packed full of, of the essence, of the mission, of the giftings, of, of life. It just needs to be planted, watered in the right way. I don't know if you remember, when I did biology, one of the things I learned most of all was, was DNA. I prouded myself on, on trying to learn. I don't know, does anybody know what DNA stands for? Not you, Austin. I know you will know. Austin knows. Anybody else? Okay, Austin, what, what does it stand for, DNA? That's it. Deoxyribose nucleic acid. What does that mean? So the DNA which is inside every cell in our body, if you took that cell and it reproduced, would have the genetic material to produce yourself again, in essence. And what God has done is, by us producing fruit, it allows us to help and and produce something which is God-ordained. You see, God's order was this. When he created us, he gave us the ability to reproduce. And as Christians, if we don't reproduce, we go against the order of God. Now, sin came in and disrupted that. But you know, God's law stands. Reproduction, whether it's in a negative context or a positive, is still reproduction. Now, I say you might think, what does he mean? Well, when we produce, when a new seed is, is, is grown and, 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 and produced, what comes out of it is wholly good. But where sin has been embedded, it becomes corrupted. Now, the word says this, if we are born again of spirit and water, we can have eternal life. And what Christ did for us was this. He came back and took us, almost plucked us from a place of, of, of where we were 
unable to grow spiritually and planted us in rich soil which will enable us to grow according to God's word. And as we grow and as we produce fruit, that fruit has everything inside of it. But what God has enabled us to do at this stage is to help and support and guide people into the kingdom of God by producing and helping grow disciples. You know, that word disciples, as Pastor Joe um, said, is literally means a follower of Christ or a mini Christ. We, our essence is to follow Christ and what he does. And what we need to do and how we need to flow and how we need to understand when we nurture people into the kingdom is help them to become followers of Christ. My question to you is this. What fruit will you produce? How do you at work example yourself? How do you at work show that you are Christ-like, that you are a disciple? How do you at work emulate the teachings of Christ? What will your fruit look like? Will they look like you? Will they be like you? How fruitful will you be? Will you allow the gardener to prune you to a place where you can produce and you can, um, where you can produce fruit that is succulent, which is good according to God's word? God calls us into different seasons. And one of the seasons that we're in now, I believe, is a time of pruning and growing and strengthening. But we need to make ourselves available for that. You know, in Joel chapter 3 verse 10, it talks about us being in a time of war. And those swords and knives are, are shaped into war machines. But then again in Isaiah chapter 2 verse 4, it calls us to take those swords and take those weapons and fashion them for pruning, fashion them for plowing. I want us to prepare our minds for what God has for us. I want us to prepare our minds to be in a place where God is going to be using us. You know, the vision casting, as much as we're going to go through the year, is coming to an end. We have the vision. How are you going to place that and how are you going to use that? How are you going to nurture the giftings inside of you? Some of us are good at singing. Some of us are able to talk to people. Some of us are able to teach. Some of us are able to just, I don't know, in whatever sphere we are, God has given us the ability to make disciples and, and to see people raised. We don't all come out the same. We are unique in every aspect. And the pruning process enables us to attain that vision, attain that goal. The mission is the same, but the vision for each one of us is slightly different because of the giftings, the talents, and the things that have been placed inside of us. 
One of the other things is this. Pruning is a deliberate act that breeds results. It's not by accident. It's not because of something. A gardener deliberately prunes his plants. Now God deliberately cuts away the dead aspects, cuts away the aspects in our life which need to to produce more. Are we willing for God to do that in our lives? Are we in a place where we are willing to allow God to enhance and grow us, to help us to become brighter, to become bolder, and to become stronger in him? I believe that pruning builds character. I believe that pruning allows us to receive the grace and the love that God has for us. And through that, we, as Christians, will be enabled to impact and empower and strengthen those who we are going to ultimately disciple and see come into the kingdom.